we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. And what a wonderful, amazing, <laughs> beautiful week. You're Not- being very generous. I mean, the Bravo was very generous with us. Not with shows, but with trailers. There, Okay, there we go. Yes, that I completely 100% endorse. When I got wind that not only did the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer come out, but also Family Karma, I was very pleased. I think I watched both trailers at least five or six times. Oh, 100%. I watched the Beverly Hills one immediately like three times in a row, just mostly for... What am I? What am I jealous of, Crystal? Your ugly leather pants. It gave me Marvel Comic Universe vibes when they did that like wide shot circling Garcelle and Erica around their little you know dirt pile in the desert. Erica Jane, I think, has finally returned to us after being kind of sleepy the last few seasons. Lisa Rinna, I think, is taking a back seat, which I'm actually kind of here for, except for. Her daughter is coming front and center with the whole Scott of it all, which but how could she not? She has to. But I love that it's going to be a storyline. They're not hiding away from this fact that she's dating an older man with three kids, according to Kyle. Yeah. Speaking of sudden, I was shocked to see that they actually gave her a diamond. Well, it looks like she might be the, I'm using air quotes, but you can't see me, villain <laughs> of the season. But I, I would agree with that. She's going to stir the pot for sure, it seems like, with everyone in the cast. And forgive me, the, the new beautiful girl, Crystal, Crystal Minkoff. She is gorgeous. Yes. And coming in hot immediately. She looks great. She's fighting. She's ready to call people out on their BS. Thrilled to see Kathy Hilton in the mix, too. Okay. <laughs> the quote at the end, live as a poke game. Everyone's At some point, everyone's got to show their cards. Pause. Shut up, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought of me and you in that moment. No, truly. <laughs> I'm Kathy and you're Kyle. Yes. I really cannot wait to see their dynamic. Kim does get brought up, It's it sounds like. If they, if they next season can bring back Kim Richards and have the holy like trinity of the Richards Hilton sisters, I would I would cry. But Kim always makes me so sad. I have always had a soft spot for Kim. No, me too. But she's got a lot of issues, and I think that she learned the hard way that she just needs to stay off of television. I mean, ideally, she comes back in like a new wonderful way, and you have the three sisters. Then you have Lisa Rinna still, and you bring on Kris Jenner because yeah. she loves the housewives. She said it on that Andy thing we watched. And Dorit and Lisa Rinna, I think, are going to take more of the facilitator-producer roles this yeah. season where they yeah. kind of just connect all the dots for us, which I appreciate. I'm so excited to get as much detail as possible about the Erica Jane of it all, but it really did seem like the ladies were not convinced uh, that she was completely innocent in this fiasco with Mr. Girardi and I uh, more information has been coming out I'm not a lawyer even <laughs> no. though even though I did sit in on the Shaw arraignment I did have no idea what anything is being said 
in regards to the whole legal stuff. But more stuff came out, I guess, recently about the Erica Jane of it all, that she was more complicit in the situation. There than are she's legal documents on. with her name and signature on them. That, yes. That and she's people being, to believe that she might be more involved. Than and I think she's getting a separate suit now just against her. Oh, that just really? came out. I don't know the full details. I really do need to like sit down with we the lawyer. We should do some updates. Like we should, we need, we need to, uh, uh, there's so many legal battles going on. It's hard to keep track in the housewives universe. I think we just need to do our homework and do a little yeah, breaking got- news, five minute little seminar before we get into the shows each week, just to keep track. Cause it's a lot. I, yeah, I need to put on my glasses and just be like, Oh my God, Harvard. What? Like it's hard. And just really go full L woods with the situation. <laughs> Another trailer we got, though, was Family Karma. Oh, my God. I never thought it would come back, and I'm so thrilled to see it. They all got a season two glow up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We First of all, if y'all are sleeping on Family Karma, don't. Wake up right now. I'm slapping you, and this is me slapping you in the face. We're, saying, we're throwing cold water on you right now. Get up and watch the karma. Okay, everyone, like you said, has a glow up for season two. The drama has picked up it seems right where it left off and is going full speed ahead i mean vishal and his fiance look like they're no more which honestly i'm glad because i personally think vishal might be uh gay and i hope so because i think he and amrit would be great together no um, i also love amrit and his fiance i know i know i know but they're not ready for marriage i mean god I, i keep forgetting her name but vishal is not ready for marriage no 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 at all and Kevin? No. The one oh my God, who with the two Monicas. Oh, Brian. Brian. I knew he had like a just a like a, a like a weird dude, just like a normal like derby derby dude name. Like Kevin or Brian or Brad. <laughs> um Brian dating not only a girl with the same name as his true love, but looks very similar to her. Yes. The two Monicas of it all is going to be an interesting development, I think, this season. I think he just wants to date Monica, and she's just not about it because he had his chance. And he blew he, it. He truly blew it. And her new boyfriend is going to be on this season. He's been cast. His name, Great. I think, is it's either Rish or Rishi. I have, I, he's one of the newly announced cast members. Oh, good. So he's a full-timer. That's so cool. he'll be on and doing the thing. There's also another new cast member, Dylan Patel, which is, if you guys remember, Sean... From last season, it's Sean's little brother who is gay. Holla, we'd love to see it. And so it'll be, and he's going to be like BFFs with Anisha. Oh, perfect. So they are like going to be a duo this season. Anisha looks amazing. I mean, I've always loved Anisha. I think Anisha and Bali are the two stars of the show. Like, let's be 100% real. Yeah, it's very true. I love the moment of Bali being like, someone take off my mic. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going to come get it? Like, take off my mic. I'm really nervous, but I think it will be good for the world to see Amrit deal with the fact that he needs to tell his grandmother that he's gay and that he's getting married. Although I, yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I want him to be who he truly is and I want him to be able to live freely and not be judged by his culture. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe you let grandma just, you know, pass away and not have to tell her. Well, he wants to marry the love of his life, Nicholas. And he, he wants to be able to share that with the ones that he loves. Totally. I feel like a, I feel like a betrayer to my own kind. I, I just want to spare him the possible heartache because he doesn't deserve to be judged by his grandmother. But I also, we also find sometimes that the older generation actually 
you know, they may be silent, but when confronted with the stuff, they're actually very accepting and very progressive and very loving and nurturing, even more so than maybe their children. So hope maybe that'll be her. We'll, we'll find I think it's I think it's going to turn out OK. I mean, if not, we'll all be here for him and we'll all support him. So it'll be great. I can't wait. Ah, uh, yeah. So we got Family Karma. We've got Beverly Hills on the Both horizon. Are coming back in June, right? Yes, I believe so. Great. Just in time for you know us to go back into the world. Oh my gosh, uh, th- that was jarring. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> what June fifteenth? That's the date. That is the it. date. And we've also got New York coming in May. God. May fourth. It's so funny watching the shows this week. There were quite a few uh, commercials and trailers for New York. And you know what city is your favorite when you see trailers, or you see commercials, and you just get so excited. Like, and you, you don't even care what you're going to see. It's like seeing your friends again after like summer, it's like summer camp. It's not seeing your friends for the whole calendar year, but then, or the school year rather, and then coming for summer camp and reuniting. New York will always be my favorite. I just, I, I really can't wait to see the ladies. Oh, well, speaking of New York, let's start with our first show this week, which is Summer House, which I'm just going to, mm. this episode was literally just the sex, <laughs> the sexcapades of Hannah and Des. I don't care who you are. It's gross to run around the house when no, when, the, when everyone's gone, no one's home and just have sex in every part of the house and not keep clean, keep tidy, clean yourself up afterwards. I have a feeling they kind of made a mess everywhere and didn't clean up. And why not just stay in your bedroom? Number one. Number two makes it worse when it's Hannah because I can't stand her. (laughs) I think she's a garbage fire. And Des seems really suspect and really weird and gross. I don't like them. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I just, I know they're not for me and I don't want, and also I'm so glad that finally and this is not to excuse Luke's behavior, but I'm glad that we're finally kind of getting to the bottom of it, showing the world that Hannah was just as bad as Luke in terms of keeping her options open and dating other people. Yes. And the fact that Des and her had sex and had dates before she came to the summer house. I'm again, I'm not saying Luke was innocent and that I'm not saying he doesn't have stuff to be accountable for, but Hannah isn't either. And I'm glad that Luke is just calmly like, Oh, interesting. Interesting how that all, you know, the timeline of that is very interesting. Hmm. You know, I do, you know, Luke did have his missteps and you know, Luke is not my favorite out of the three guys. He's my, he's number three personally. Sure. Fine. But I can see why they're going to bring him around for winter house. Oh, 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 because nothing really happened in this episode. That way, that's it. We can move on to winter house real quick if we want before we go yeah, to well, the city. We obviously know that Paige and her boyfriend need to break up. She needs to grow a pair and she needs to take care of that. Because I he is always, I mean, maybe this is editing, but he always seems to be the one that's calling to check in. And she's always, I mean, how could, I imagine how he could possibly feel watching this and just seeing her going, ugh, ugh, Perry, ugh, I, ugh, I don't want to pick up the phone. Ugh, I don't know what to say. Ugh, I wish he would leave me alone. You want him to leave you alone, but then but, you also want him in the house. And and you're complaining that he's not a good boyfriend. Like, which one is it? Pick one. Yeah. You can't play both sides. You can't have your cake and eat it too. But. Continue. With Winterhouse, evidently, Paige and Craig hook up. Craig from Southern Charm? Yeah. That, I like that pair. Yeah. As much as, like, I love Paige and she's bugging me right now. I like that pair a lot. They, that pair seems like a very good match. Now there's rumors about like his ex-girlfriend, if they're still dating and all of that. The one we saw last season, the one that he talked about at the reunion. Yeah. Hammered. Great. Yes. You know, 
the one girl that I think her name is like Natalie or some something like that. Yeah. But also the rumor is there is a, a couple that comes out of Winter House, and what? that couple is Ciara and Austin, which I I do not support. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I no, <laughs> no. I mean we have to watch, but I'm a little. And evidently Madison's pissed about it, even though she's been going on dates with Whitney. Oh my god. Speaking of which, <laughs> Sierra, everywhere today. He, Sierra has better judgment than that. No, she doesn't. She needed Luke. Well, but she, she, she cut she, it off. She called it out for what it was almost immediately. And even I have been like, okay, you're being a little too harsh. I've been really impressed with how she's like held, like held her ground. And when she sees something that's not real or phony or suspect, she like calls it out and runs away from it. And, but now you're running into the most suspect you know, situation ever. What You know what? Whatever. We guess we have to watch. When is that airing? The fall? I'm sure we're going to get it. simultaneously with Summer House. Well, we're getting the snow. Oh, no. Wait, Summer House is now. Yeah. So Winter House will probably air the summertime. Right? Well, or the fall. Were we in winter? We, What's, we, what season are we in right now? We're in spring now. Winter just <laughs> ended, which is when they filmed Winter House. So they've already filmed it. So that should probably air like late summer. Early fall. I think it's going to be a fall. fall because late winter, early spring is when Summer House comes out. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Me, I, I've lost all track of time. No, me too. Time is a construct and it's bullshit. And a, I, if 2020 did tell us anything, it, it doesn't exist. I the just, limit does not exist. I literally have just lived in the same month. Oh, it's been March 2020 since March 2020. And it's, it's hard here in Los Angeles especially because there really are no seasons. So I just feel like it's just been... An eternal spring fall. With a couple gloomy days in between. A couple gloomy days, a couple really hot days, but like, oh, it's been rough. I can't, ugh, we're so close to the end, y'all. We're so close Did to the hear end. Did you hear J-Lo and A-Rod broke up today? Is it for real this time or no, is it, it they, a- they had like an exclusive and he posted photos of like them with I think like a sad Coldplay song. I think it might have been Fix You. Wink, oh, wink. for the love of God. Um, but I'm not sure. I have to look at it again. But of like photos of their stuff in storage. Okay, I feel bad for JLo because she just cannot seem to figure out the love thing. Ooh, the love thing would be a great single for her. Write the lo- it. The love thing. Da, 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 da. Okay, no, <laughs> cut okay. that out of the no. episode. Let's move on because okay. someone else was sleepy. We're going to get more, though, of the Des and Hannah of it all this week, I'm sure. I, I Yeah, I just, it's it's a lot. Okay, should we go to Atlanta or Married to Medicine? Which one do you want to do Let's first? Let's do Married to Med because then we'll just knock out the three housewives Right all together okay so married to medicine it starts off with heavenly getting a call from the one and only al sharpton and he's asking for her help for the march in washington now from what we've heard from there was like an editor who posted about it there's a few people who have seen the episode already this march on washington episode of married to medicine is going to be incredible yay and If y'all don't know, they not only went to the March on Washington this year during COVID, but they also helped with testing. And that's what Al Sharpton's calling about. He wants to make sure that, like, the Married to Medicine crew, because of Heavenly's work of setting up her own testing facilities. Heavenly's husband. Let's be clear. I love, I'm liking Heavenly more this season. And I understand that Al has to call her because that's how he gets on the show because she's part of the cast. But it's, yeah. It's daddy. It's daddy kimes. It's daddy. Okay. Continue. But still, uh huh. I think it's so cool that they are being acknowledged for their, he's being acknowledged for his work. Absolutely, of what he's been doing with his testing. Absolutely, site and making sure that everyone can get 
COVID tested and make sure that they're safe and healthy so that they can go out and protest and share in this momentous experience. Yeah. Very cool to get a call from Al Sharpton. Very cool. And he's going to be on next episode. I know. Like The dinner looks like it's going to be great. And I hope everyone behaves. I hope it's not a like big Frida situation. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I really hope that everyone behaves. I think they will. They, they all seem really, I have to say, and it makes sense because of all of the work that they're doing. They all seem real, even though there are still some tensions and some fights that are going on and there are some conflicts that are getting fleshed out. Everyone seems really tired. Yes. And I feel really bad for everyone. I think everyone is is just truly exhausted. I mean, we are. And we're not even and doctors. We're not, yeah, and we're doing the bare minimum over here. So I, I send my love and respect to all the cast members, even ones that I have problems with. I, I, I think they're all great. Side chick. When you when you flat out call out that you think your husband has a side chick to his niece. Yeah. It's and in the interview, you know, she's like, Oh, well, you know, I, I would you I would be naive and foolish not to just let that live in my head. It's like, okay, girl, this is not good. And the thing is I feel very bad for her. What was what was the niece's name again? I forgot. Paris. Paris, who I love. I think I'm, she's great. I think she's a great addition. And I think she's bringing some energy, some good energy, hopefully, into this household where there's just a lot of negativity. Oof, yeah. But. Sage the shit out of that place. I feel like she contested this on purpose to kind of see, you know, she, I feel like she mentions it, mentions it to Paris and then kind of sees her reaction and is like, okay. She have had you to seen, tell. yeah, have you seen anything? Have you felt anything? Has Scott mentioned anything? Like, what's the energy? Do you feel that energy? Like, spill. And maybe it will be like, maybe it will put Paris on like notice to kind of like maybe see things that Contessa can't see. So I don't know, but I, I would, it's, it was such a weird situation, especially because like, yeah, it also is her niece through marriage, but it's Scott's niece by blood. So it's like, but you know what, now that I think about it in real time right now, it's COVID. She's stuck in the house with her children. And the only other adult that she can talk to other than her husband is, is Paris. Paris. Yeah. So their relationship probably has changed and evolved. So I, I don't blame her because well, she's going to talk to about it. And she clearly feels like she needs someone to talk to. Well, uh, yeah. And, and that's very apparent because their relationship is murky this season. Very. It is not good. I loved speaking of husbands. I loved both Jackie and Simone's husbands kind of sitting down with them and being like, Okay, this feud between you and your best friend has gone on for entirely too long. It doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore. Cecil and Curtis really, I think, are the final push they needed to get them to the scene at the end, which we'll get to in a second. But I they're really lucky to have them right now during this situation to really shed a good light. As Cecil said, it ain't boo boo. It ain't boo boo. I don't know. (laughs) She's like, wait, what? Uh, Dr. Simone and Cecil are my favorites. They always will be. Uh, I love them. Uh, and I already miss their son. Michael. Michael. I almost said Miles, but like Miles is still around. We know that. No, Michael. Yeah. I miss Michael. And I appreciate Contessa. And I honestly, did, out of all the women, I, I, would, I wouldn't pick her to be the one to do this. But I'm impressed that she put something together to facilitate a coming together. Yes. To kind of, if at all mend mend or or tend to any of the wounds that are currently in the group most of which have to do with toya love her but you know we'll get to that in a second but it was great to see them all come together i wish toya hadn't brought some uninvited guests well it was carrie and lisa nicole which i died when heavenly was like toya went down to the depths of hell to bring out these (laughs) heavenly really doesn't like i mean heavenly can bring a friend yeah but god forbid if you do she if you if heavenly doesn't know you look out 
She does not like it. No. And don't be rude to Paris. She really obviously worked hard to put the thing together and she's trying really hard to get her business off the ground. And impart some wisdom on you ladies to help a little bit. And it was nice to see Anila and Heavenly, you know, resolve their issues. I think Anila was very gracious. I don't think, I don't, I don't think she had, she didn't deserve to have to do that because I don't think her intentions were, you know, filled with malice or, you know, but I'm glad that she confronted it head on. She was like, for any of the comments I made in regards to this, I don't want there to be any misunderstanding. Exactly. Totally. I agree. I thought that was very smart of her to be like, you know, with the whole black lives matter situation, I was not trying to do this or say this. I was really just trying to be there and give support. Mm -hmm. I did love all the ladies kind of, apologizing or accepting their issues in some way, even though breaking news, heavenly, <laughs> that montage was amazing. Heavenly said, she's sorry. Like, yeah, this girl says she's sorry so much and doesn't change. It's very Jax Taylor of her. I'll change next year. But Never the only will. people were to really address each other head on were heavenly and Anila. Yes. Everyone else just used very coded language. The most coded being Jackie. Jackie. She cannot fucking. And I love how she's like, I need to stand up. It's like, then stand up right now. Don't be so coded, please. I do have to say I did have an issue with the ladies at this crystal party, this crystal healing session. It reminded me a lot of Deandra's spiritual session she had with hairdresser Darren. Darren. (laughs) Because it's one thing to go and participate and just be like, and afterwards be like, that was stupid. Like that's totally not my thing or go into it and be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to do this because my friends invited me. It's a completely other thing to disrespect the person throwing the event and sharing something of their being with you. Like this is very important to Paris. This is Paris's work, her energy work for some people. This is life changing. And a lot of people do believe in this stuff. And if you don't, because you think it's of the devil heavenly or it's not Jesus brandy. Yeah. Brandy. Keep it to yourself because, and, or don't come or don't come. It was very, what's his face? Bigfoot man. Oh yeah. Duck dynasty. Duck dynasty. <laughs> from <laughs> just horrible. I'm sorry. From guys. Texas too. But I just, it really bugs me because I, I, you're adults. You're not a teenager at a party. It's basic, like, first grade character counts 101. Like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Exactly. I under- Again, there, there, are, there are dinners and there are situations that are put together to air shit out in a negative way for television, especially in these shows. This was not one of those moments. No. If you had judgments about the crystal ship, just don't come. Or sit there quietly and then afterwards talk about it with your husband at home. It was very frustrating. Finally, though, we get a conversation with Jackie and Simone, and I was thrilled to see them really just put their armor down and really hash it out, both admitting that they weren't there for each other when they should have been. Because in the past, they've both been able to call each other out when they're wrong, but still be there to support them. And in this situation, they hadn't, and then they let it go on too long, and they let the wounds fester. And I liked... Simone calling out the silence from Jackie and Jackie being like the silence isn't what you thought it was. It was all, it seemed like truly it was just a lot of miscommunication and a lot of words unspoken that just needed to be said. Yep. And I also like Jackie kind of being like, you know, the thing that's gotten me through this tough, tough time is the people that I love and the people that are going to be there for me after it's all done. Yeah. And to not have her in her life, not to, sorry, not to have for Jackie, not to have Simone in her life and for Simone, not to have Jackie. That's a big wound to like 
fester on if you don't know if you're going to catch COVID and not see tomorrow and not be able to see that person you're in your so life right. ever again. And they've already missed so much, even in just a short amount of time, they've already missed a lot of things in each other's lives. Yeah. And that's, and that's really sad too. And I'm sure Simone feels bad about the whole Michael of it all, mm-hmm. but I am glad that they've reconnected and that they've found each other again. And I'm really hoping that the old wounds don't come back up again in further episodes. I hope this is kind of the path to redemption for the both of them. I hope it's the end in terms of this feud. I hope that they can move forward. We'll see. I mean, there's plenty of other people coming into the mix again that we can fight with. You got Heavenly's mad at Quad over some Instagram comments and you've got... Well, Quad just is very reactive. I yeah. mean, again, her Mariah, two peas in a pod. Like they just I'd love to see Mariah again. Me too. I miss her I so think. much. She's still an executive producer on the show. So I'm not counting out her. Can return. I bring the receipt? <laughs> I do know plenty of women that have slept with Damon. I just, <laughs> I love her so much. And yeah. And then you've got Lisa, Nicole and Carrie coming back and it looks like they're going to be in the next episode too on whatever it's yeah, just like, just like what are you guys doing i'm sorry lisa nicole i can i can stomach but because carrie, carrie man, she just rubs me the wrong way it's like and it just doesn't look good for it's not a good look for a white woman in a group of black women to like comment on them like when she's talking about quads instagram posts like she's trying to be megan the stallion or cardi b it's like okay girl calm down calm down not your place. Okay. Thank you so much. British Carrie doesn't know her I know. place. <laughs> it's so, she's just so weird to me. I'm sorry. So let's stay in Atlanta. Yes. And talk about Atlanta. <laughs> let's stay in Atlanta and talk about Atlanta. I yeah. loved that transition. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, you're the transition man. I'm just, I'm just testing out the water. You're, here. you're getting used to it. You're, you're working, you're working yeah. your way in. Okay. So Atlanta, it was Atlanta. This, I mean, this, okay, here's my thing. First of all, first things first, drop Kenya. I'm done with Kenya. Me too. I don't care about her and Mark. No. I don't care about her breast reduction. And she has been wrong about everything at every turn this season. And the girl can't host worth a damn. I was shocked that there was no food once again. And Marlo, like... You know something's wrong when she's the one ordering food to a Kenya more postmates. What the fuck? I I just don't understand why people are like, oh yeah, let Kenya host this. Let let's all go over to Kenya's house. I'd be like, absolutely not, because one, I'm not gonna get fed. Two, I'm probably gonna get yelled at. Three, she's gonna make the whole night about herself. Did you ladies notice my breasts? Like, come on. Like, maybe, but maybe they don't want to talk about it. Cause like, who wants to do that? And the doctor's appointment, I understand we're in COVID, but just, I don't know. It just seemed, it, uh, no, no. Sorry, Kenya. We're over you. I just, I think we can live without her. I don't think we need her. I think that Toya is bringing the same kind of energy Kenya and drama energy. to the show and we can keep Toya and let Kenya go. And we have the forerunner, the, the, the star of the show now, which is Portia. Portia, you know, complete opposite, complete antithesis of Kenya has nailed it at every turn. She has handled every situation so well, every single episode, including this one. She's just not getting involved and it drives the other women insane and they end up getting worked up and looking like assholes. Like Marlo at Blaze. Yes. Again, bringing the whole group into it. And trying to make it seem like she 
is trying to make peace when she's just trying to start drama and Portia calling her out being like, you just want attention. I think it's a hundred percent correct. It makes me so sad because I love Marlo and I want her to get a peach. I don't know what she's thinking though. She's in a weird headspace. I think here's the thing. I, part of me feels like Marlo f- thinks that her new role is going to be the new Kenya. Oh God. I hope Which, not. So hear me out. I feel part of the reason she's hooking up with Kenya as like a friendship thing is she knows Kenya might be on her way out with the mark of it all, with everyone just being so over her. She's trying to replace Kenya. And so she wants to make sure she's solidified in the group as either like a loved character or a hated character. She wants to be controversial, like, and known either way. And I feel like she's leaning more into the Kenya of it all because let's be real. Like Latoya is going to be a flashbang burn. She's going to maybe, I think she's going to maybe have a one or two, like not one because she'll probably be back next season, but I feel like she's going to have a two season run with the way that she's blowing up and the way that she's acting, because I feel like she is too volatile. Yeah, I would agree with that. So Marlo's Marlo looks at the the long game. Marlo's played this road for a very long time. You're not wrong. And she stayed a friend of for how many years? It's very true. So I think she's trying to find her place in these group of women because she's not the Porsche anymore. Porsche's the Porsche. I don't understand why Marlo, though, thinks it's a good idea to single out one of the people in the group that has nothing to do with any of this and go, so what do you think about me and Portia and all this stuff? And they're just sitting there being like, I don't have no opinion. I I don't know. And I did think it was a, I didn't know how I felt about Shamia calling Marlo out about her back problem and the liposuction. See, this is the thing that seemed a little mean girl to me, but I also understand them calling Marlo out for lying because she's, she's, she, Marlo was like, made herself the queen of calling people out on their quote unquote bullshit and lies and fakeness. And then Marlo's being fake about why she was not feeling well or why she was, but it's also Marlo's health. It just, I don't know. The whole thing just was messy to me. The Shamia and Marlo of it all. Yeah. I mean, also like if she's, if if it's BS, it's BS and we need to call it out at the end of the day. Yes. That's sort of how I, I kind of fell on that side of it, but it was just like, wait, what? And Candy even was like, wait, what is happening? Like, why is this? Like, this is just ridiculous. Moving on a little bit. Are we going to talk about Drew? Yeah. I love Drew. Same. I understand if weird shady shit is going on with Toya and with Profit Lot. And it and he is going to be involved with the your christening or whatever. She played it all wrong. Because yes. I get her feeling weird about it and not wanting him involved if he's involved with Toya because her, her and Toya are oil and water. I get it. But you played it all wrong, Drew. You really should have just said, you know what? There is just stuff going on with Profit Lot that may be uncomfortable and Toya's involved and I don't want to get into it. I don't want to make it a bigger thing. I just need to move on and find someone else to do the christening because my daughter needs to be christened. That is it. You give that to Candy and to Cynthia and to Portia. They will take that and they'll run with it yeah. and they'll make it more what it is. And you come out on top. But Drew really blew it with this, I think. I mean, she, first of all, she told Candy at the the black business pop-up, which I loved, and by the Cynthia. way. Oh, and yeah. Cynthia. Loved that oh, We for, totally forgot to talk about that. I thought that was such a brilliant idea and I thought it was so cool. And what a way to support businesses. A lot of great merch that I even wanted to get. Truly. Oh, yeah. There was some good stuff in there. I want to try that gourmet coffee. You know, I love my coffee. Yeah, me too. But yeah, she told Cynthia and she told Candy and she was just running her mouth to everyone where I agree with you. If she would have just 
gotten someone different and still done the christening, it would have been like, why did she drop profit lot? Exactly. And then they would have done their own research and bing, bing, boom, the story would have gotten out. Exactly. And, and she went too far by blaming Toya for the cancellation of the whole christening in general to not go through with the christening and to blame it on Toya. That's a little too much drama for the show. Like, I think you're, you're reaching the end of filming. You've been, you've had a really great first season. You're feeling yourself a little bit. You're, you're, you're putting too much out there and you're going a little too far. And with it. at the end of the day, it's, it's your issues with profit lot. It's not your issues with Latoya. No, and Toya is, Toya is not going to help herself. And she did it. I think by FaceTiming profit lot and going on about it and, and popping off about it, like Drew got what she wanted and Toya still did some damage and Toya still didn't help herself, but that would have happened anyways. Anyway. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you, you played this one wrong, Drew, but yeah, Toya is just, she doth protest a little too much. Profit lot did not convince me. And I do think there's something there and it is different than I think that I have a feeling that at the reunion, they're going to compare Toya and profit lot to Kenya or not Kenya to Portia and Bolo. Ugh, which is two completely different situations. Toya is still technically married and is still dealing with her marriage. And Portia was never married and made it and ended her relationship with Dennis at the beginning of the season. Plus, Sounds like Profit Lot. Well, I really want to know if Profit Lot was engaged or not. Yeah, I feel like that. I there's some messy. Why would Drew throw? I don't know. I don't see Drew being that messy, throwing that information out there unless she was sure it was true. Unless her assistant Danny, who sounds like he's really the one that started all of this. I'm wondering if Danny gave her misinformation and that, and that could be it. There could have been an engagement before, which I think was what Profit Lot was saying was like, he hadn't been engaged for years, but he does have a kid. But it's just, that's the thing. Profit Lot has entanglements are previously that Latoya is getting herself inserted into. Whereas Bolo is as single as can be. And Portia is as single as can be. And they can do whatever the hell that they want. Exactly. And they're not, no one else was involved in that. Until Kenya made herself involved. Tanya was. (laughs) I keep forgetting that Tanya was even on the season. I miss her so much. She got out there like a bat out of hell. But that's the difference is that no one was involved in that other than those people until Kenya the next morning made it about everyone else. Yes. This is more complicated than that. Yes. With the Toya and profit lot of it all. The spirit of Delilah. I, okay. This, this is kind of where Drew lost me as well, because I thought this was very judgmental at the end of the day. Yes. But Latoya might, might or might not have done is shady is a little bit messy, but you can't call someone, a whore and say that they have the spirit of Delilah and they're deferring someone from their spiritual path. Prophet lot made his own damn decision as well. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about him. Like we have to talk about his decisions as well. Like, you know, Samson also did decide to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So you can't just go after Delilah. I think that is so one-sided Agreed. and so bad. Agreed. And it just really upset me that Drew can't see both sides of the situation and be like, well, Latoya, it takes two to freaking tank. And all of you were, the spirit of Delilah was running through all of y'all in South Carolina. If we're going to, if we're going to compare, like mm-hmm. all of y'all were enjoying the spirit of Delilah and there was, we've the whole season, we've been trying to get everyone to stop judging each other for their sexual choices. Like enough. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm like, let people be, let whatever happen. But like, don't call someone out and saying they're a Delilah because well, it's all going to come to a head next week at the season finale. I cannot believe it's the season finale. 
okay, I got to say something. This season of Atlanta did disappoint me a little bit. It was all about the bolo, and I I was over it. I agree. I love these women. I'm glad. The I think Drew was a great addition. Yes. I'm glad. I hope she stays. I think Latoya was great for the season, too. I agree. And I'm glad that they still had a season, even with COVID. With that said, it was a lot of... And this has been happening a lot recently with Beverly Hills last year with Denise Richards and now with Atlanta. We keep getting gassed up like by, by season previews and stuff like that. We keep getting gassed up for a really exciting season. And then it kind of fizzles out. Like something happens near the beginning of the season that's really impactful. And then we don't follow it up with anything. There's not really it's much. It's very of- Ryan Murphy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's very American Horror Story. In real time, but like no story, no yeah. horror. It's like you get the, you get the exciting parts, and then it's like, well, we don't know how to finish the story, so we're just gonna write. It's we're just gonna end it. And yeah, it out. it's like, come on, bad Falchuk, get, get <laughs> don't do that to me. Give don't us a do little that bit to more. Me. So yeah, I, I'm excited to wrap it because I just want to get to the reunion because the reunion is going to be explosive. The preview came out. Yeah, it looks and it, and it's what I thought it would be. It's basically Drew and Portia and Shamia. And I guess Candy on one side, because Candy and Cindy are kind of like the neutral zones. Yeah. And then you have Marlo and Toya and Kenya on the other side. And I, I'm excited. I think Portia is is ready to fight. And I think she should be because Kenya and Marlo want to drag her. Like, you guys are, I don't, do they not see that she's the star and that everyone loves her and that like she so I think they do, they're and I morons. think that's I think that's why they're trying to bring her down. They they want to take the throne. They want this beloved character. They this will never star, have it to, to have a fall from they grace. They will never have the throne. Please, wow. someone gotta let them know because they they're trying. All right, let's talk about Dallas. Which oh my god, talk about a tone change. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I I thought it was smart of Stephanie to surprise Carrie by bringing duck dynasty. That's what we'll call him. And cause you, you said it first. <laughs> yeah. Come for me y'all. If you're offended, they brought the Bigfoot guy. She, I thought it was smart for her to bring the Bigfoot guy to kind of ambush Carrie because Carrie needed to have a conversation saying that I feel like her apology was bullshit. It was, it brought in Stephanie. She's like, I was so sorry for hurting my friend. I didn't mean those things. Like I love animals all this stuff. And then he apologized to her. Insane. And, and also she said it was because she didn't get the machete. No, that's not true at you all. You were fucking hammered. Any person with half a brain's not going to give you a fucking weapon. I thought it was so stupid. It really upset me. I wish Carrie would take a little bit more responsibility for what she says and does, but she won't. I guess I was sort of on the Tiffany side of it all. Tiffany and Cam, when they were like redneck, can we say that? Is that appropriate? Like I was always, I always thought that that was like not kosher and politically correct to say that. And I know Stephanie is technically from Oklahoma and this is like her neck of the woods and she is kind of giving permission. But if, if I showed up to a party like that, I would have gone home. I, none of that looked fun to me. None of that looked enjoyable when they all got into the jacuzzi afterwards and oh my god like i'm i'm sure the security deposit was non-refundable at that point no they had to buy a new jacuzzi i i'm sure they had to 
They had what, that was dish soap, shaving cream, like soda. Yeah, there was it was too much gross. I mean, those games are fun when you are literally like, I yeah, guess. How, how old camp. are they? Yes, yes. But I I would not do that now. I'm no. sorry to say, and I hate to say it, Summerhouse did it better. I mean, yes, and they're all in their early 30s. Like Summerhouse had a way better games experience than. I'm sorry, Stephanie. It was just it was just left a lot to be desired and a lot that I was kind of. I appreciate over. the effort and I understand that she wanted to have a great time, but it also brought out the worst in everybody, specifically Carrie. I think everyone also needs to relearn what a prank fucking means. Okay. Okay. That made me so mad. Who in their right mind would take salsa? And pour it on a bed, salsa and tomatoes, and pour it on someone's bed. It looked like a big thing of V8. Yeah. Is what what it looked like. Didn't even know V8 still existed. Neither did I. But I would be furious. It's one thing to like put a stink bomb and she's like, I almost threw up. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, but it goes away. You air it out. Light a freaking candle. That's fine. It's a stink bomb. It's It's a harmless prank. Throwing salsa in someone's bed. And they have to go to bed in like an hour or two. It's late. They've been out and about all day. They're exhausted. And now they can't go to bed because there's sauce in their bed. I would have been so mad. Yeah. And I've been warming up to Cam over the last couple of weeks. And I loved her even more this episode for not standing for it and being like, no. She's uh-uh. like, I don't want to sleep in your bed. Clean yeah. all this shit up right now. This isn't a prank. This is just rude. I don't know what's going on in Carrie's mind. I really think that she and Brandy, I mean, Brandy, we already know is exiting the show. I think Carrie should go too. I don't think Carrie is a good cast member. I just don't. It'd be, you know, I just, I think she's just mean. She's too ridiculous. Like, honestly, I'd bring, I'd bring Leanne Locken back before I have another season of Carrie. And I hate to say that. Too like, many Shannon Negans. <laughs> Shannon Negans. It's she sounds a lot like me sometimes, but mm, I, I uh, yeah I I know how to say shenanigans, yeah Shannon Negans Shannon Negans, but yeah I just I wasn't about it. What do you think was blurred out on their T-shirts that they were wearing when they were leaving? I think it because it said Jesus at the bottom, and then there was something blurred out on all of them. I'm I feel like it was. A little, like a logo or something that they couldn't say, but like, I don't think they would put anything blasphemous on a shirt with Jesus. Brandy would not be anywhere near that. She would have been throwing a hot poller. Oh, I don't know. Brandy is a cafeteria Christian. 100,000% as Deandra, told as Deandra us. stated earlier this season. I don't know about that. That book for costume also the, they were, oh, I, I don't know. Okay. I love, this was not my trip. No. Clearly. I mean, I love the Bigfoot costume. Like I kind of want one of them, but at the same time, <laughs> I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And then Brandy getting in the hot tub in the Bigfoot costume too. If they didn't already ruin it with the shaving cream and dish soap, there's going to be hair in every freaking Yeah. Gen. Like synthetic fake hair now yeah. stuck in there. That's disgusting. Poor Cam got a fucking Scorpio sting. A Scorpio sting. That that's, is... that's what happens when I come back at someone and clap back a scorpion sting. Oh my God. Oh, did I say Scorpio? Yeah. <laughs> Scorpion sting. That's enough for me to never go to Oklahoma. Scorpions. No, no. Scorpions are everywhere. First of all, well, that's the first time I've ever heard of someone getting really actually stung by a scorpion in real life. I like how Cam was like, yeah, so you know, it wasn't a poisonous one because I still have my arm. 
was like, oh my goodness. Insane. Insane. But I, yeah, Cam really grew on me this episode even more. I have to say, I said it last time. I'm a fan of Cam. I really have, I, at the beginning of the season, I hate her. I was like, she's so annoying. This dog thing. Like she's just so full of herself. And now I'm like, okay, she's lightened up so much. She's so much more palatable. She's so much more fun to be around. I think she, I want to see her back next season. She's making a really great connection with Tiffany. I loved the pet psychic. Oh gosh. I, I mean, I did for the sake of her daughter. And I think Cam also really just needed that emotional release. I think she needed that healing. And if it meant something to her and her daughter, that's great. But if we're going to compare, there's been a lot of mediums on TV this week with, you know, we watch uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. They had a medium character on this week. And then there was the medium on Jersey, which we'll get to. Oh, my Amazing. goodness. There was Amazing. the sidekick on Summer House two it, weeks ago. Yes. Like, we've just been getting a lot of that. So, and I've been very lucky to actually experience in real life a medium that's is truly 100,000% authentic and blew my mind and changed my life. So I've been to some duds, but I've been to some good ones. No, but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) So I know the difference. And so when I see someone that I feel like is full of shit, it really bothers me because they give real mediums a bad name. And I thought this pet sidekick was a little froofy doofy. I, yeah, I have to agree. I think she was a little bit too quick with her answers. Yeah. And a little bit too cute and cheeky. And very general. Yes. You gotta you gotta give me some cold hard facts that no one else knows. You, ha- you have a friend who got pet red psychic by a random person. No, but no, by a friend. Like, no, yeah. uh, my, my friend got her, got, got read by two different people who deals with animals. And they were Spot insanely on. accurate and said things that no one knew and that even she didn't know about her own pet that made so much sense. And it actually like saved her pet's life. Like, and it made her pet like healthier because she was, her pet was dealing with like a health issue. Like that is real. Yeah. Saying, Oh, Oh yeah. He's so happy that um, he's been replaced. He's so thrilled about it. It's like, no girl. I have famously said that this podcast is sponsored by psychics for years because I love a good psychic. But now is Bravo being sponsored by psychics because it's it's truly every season now has to have a psychic moment. Well, ever since Beverly Hills, yeah, years ago, dinner the, party yeah, from hell, dinner party from hell, we've it's been happening. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they're bringing them all in because it's always fun for me to watch. I. Okay, also, I want to say really quick about Deandra. I'm glad that she kind of laid out what happened with her stepmother. It's becoming clearer. Yeah. And I see, I thought it was like justified over money about her getting the money. I didn't realize that there was an agreement about the inheritance of Deandra getting it. Deandra offered to split it, even though she didn't have to with the son. And then the ex-wife wanted all the money, which I which seems messy. And I. I think it's going to be very hard for her to have this conversation. I'm very nervous for her. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of feel bad that like she's kind of been roped into this. I mean, I do think um, I'm blanking on her husband's name. Jeremy. Jeremy. There we go. I think he's such a great pillar for her. Amazing. Because man. I think he was really putting it in perspective for her being like, listen, like you clearly have a lot of feelings about this, but you're, you're so close to getting, the resolution you've been looking for. Don't let a slight tone in an email put you off. Be the bigger person and push through because you're going to get what you want in the end. You're going to get a resolution with your your family and your brother. So 
I think, I fingers crossed. I hope that it goes well next week. Cause I think next week is when we see it. And I loved the Tiffany and her mom moment. Oh, I love Tiffany. I'm so glad that she finally was able to talk to her mom. Like, in real time, face to face. And it also broke me when her mom was like, that's not how I feel at all. Like, I love you it so seemed much. It's very genuine. Yeah. I'm like getting emotional now, but it was like really beautiful. Yeah. She to see them hugging. She's like, we need to go shopping. We need to cook. We need to be together more. I was like, oh my COVID-19 God. COVID-19 put everything in perspective for me. And I think just that's the beginning of them yeah. being able to heal. And I just, I, I really applaud. Oh, and her daughter coming to give her a hug when she was crying. I know. And Ugh. I also love Daniel, the husband. He's Ugh. so handsome. And I just think he's the best. I think they're, ugh, I love that family. A Tiffany Moon, give her. But this is what I'm saying. I want that kind of housewife on the show. I don't need a Carrie <laughs> with a K. I don't need her and her bullshit and her, her negative energy and her meanness. No, we don't. We're done with Carrie. Bye, Enough. Carrie. Okay, let's do Ronge. Ronge! Oh, that was a... Yeah, I don't a, know why... I'm sorry, that, that just a, came out of nowhere. I've Okay, never do it again. I mean, I, I do stuff all the time that I needs to be canceled. Yeah, please. But. Okay, first of all, let's talk about Jennifer's parents. Because I think that's where we need to... Before we get into the psychic, which I want to jump into, but Jennifer's parents, we finally get more into what is going on with their situation. What I did not know before was that... When her mother and father got together, she was 16. He was 26. She begged Jennifer's grandmother to not let her marry this man because she was not ready. She did not love this man. Obviously, it was a different time, a different generation where marriages meant something different. It wasn't always for love. And then he took her to America. Mm -hmm. Away from her family. Away from her family. Away from everyone. She has all these kids. And like she said, she gave her life to this man. And she feels trapped. And I think what shifted is I think that she played the submissive doting wife. Yeah. And finally there just came a point probably when all of her kids were leaving the nest and growing and getting married and doing their own thing. I think a a switch flipped and she finally started to fight back a little bit. I think she was experiencing some emotional, mental duress and abuse. And I think that she was fighting back. And that's what started this rift between the two of them. And now it's sort of irreconcilable. And I also, I don't, I do, I I do want to hold her, uh, Jennifer's father accountable, but also I hold the culture accountable. I hold that lifestyle accountable because, and as, as Bill brought up back then, like they didn't have a choice, especially if you're a woman, Yeah, you didn't have a choice as to what you were supposed to do with marriage and, and family. Like you had to do that or else. And he probably only did what he saw in his family. He probably only behaved the way that he saw his father behave. Again, I'm not saying that it's okay, but I think what we're finally seeing is the cycle kind of starting to be broken. Yes. And I think after, you know, the psychic and she told her mom, she's like, no, I want you to know I love you. I'm here for you. I understand where you're coming from. And her mom was like, that's all I needed to hear. I think we're going to see a lot more, resolution in this situation we're gonna see a lot more connection between the family happen i'm hoping i mean we had a bad taste in our mouth with jennifer's mom for reasons of her own yes but i truly feel for her and i'm really hoping that she can find some peace yes and whether on paper or or just you know situationally don't know if that's a word 
I think that they need to separate. Yes. I think that there's too much pain. There's too much hurt. I think that they're not going to find a resolution other than to separate and just be there for their kids. Oh, I felt so bad for Gabby. Crying. Oh my God. That's Bill sweet like, baby Why angel. Why don't you take your food and go to the other room? You don't need to be here for this. And I was like, Oh, that poor girl. Like, I think she saw her grandparents as one way. She's what, 14? 13. 13, 14, yeah. And then for her to see them like in this drama, like that would be so jarring as a I mean, I would, to hear my, I I don't think I ever heard my grandparents, like I never knew my grandfathers, but my grandmothers I knew. And I never saw them or heard them like yell and scream and curse at a family member, like ever. So if I were sitting there and my grandfather was like, bullshit, bullshit just screaming at my grandmother that would be like enough for me to start crying and run away that would be just a lot a little jarring oof yeah it was not a good sight other than that though let's get to the medium yeah i mean really nothing else happened no melissa and joe they'll figure it out jen's instagram live who cares like Okay, but Whatever. I did love, I did have to say, I loved, like, Margaret at that lunch that she had with Jackie and Melissa. Melissa and she was like, I just know Teresa has a man. <laughs> she went to that soccer tournament. No photo on Instagram. Keeps she talking about pineapple. Like, yeah, no one wants to, if you want to talk about tasting good, someone must be tasting. Someone wants to have that pineapple puss. I oh, killed Jesus. me. Yeah, so the psychic. So Gina Marie, <laughs> from the moment she walked in and she was like, Gia, the way that you're holding your hands, she wants you to know that her hands don't hurt anymore. And she was like, the arthritis. I was like, oh my goodness. Wild. Wild. It was, I knew from that moment, I was like, this woman is going to be great. She had, she had a very Long Island medium taste to her. She said, uh, I talked to people who have crossed over. Like it was very Teresa, Teresa. Capote. Cap- uh, Caputo. Caputo. Capote. It was, Capote, it was very that vibe. It was very much that vibe. You weren't around for this, but back on Buttered Pop, there was a big joke because I thought his name was Truman Capote. <laughs> oh my God. He's a so, gay icon. Okay. You can't so, so me make calling that mistake. Her Teresa Capote is, is just on brand for me and you have no idea, but the old time. It's not even spelled the same. It's Caputo. Yeah, but uh, you know. Capote and Caputo. It's Capote. Truman Capote. Capote. And Teresa Caputo. Capote. <laughs> Lord have mercy on our you. old our old time listeners our, our long long standing fans and but it was will remember that insane I mean immediately with Marge bringing up her grandfather and 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 all those details and then what's the girl's name that's kind of hanging around that's trying to be oh, Michelle there? Michelle the that was great as well the one that really got me was Dolores okay we need to talk about Dolores for a couple of different reasons first of all her talking about something physical happening with her and Dolores, by the way, we didn't talk about this is going in for a biopsy because she found an abnormality on her mammogram, which I am worried. I am worried for her. And I I love that. It's just her and Frank. She's only told Frank David. And he even was like, did you tell David? And she's like, yeah, but he thinks I'm going to be fine. He's like, you know, I, I love you and I love Frank uh, David, but like, I don't like this. That's so fucked up. Like you don't, you take that seriously no matter what. And you're a doctor, David, you, uh, his bedside manner in personal and God, I can't imagine what it's like professionally. It's just awful. Yeah. He just puts on his leather jacket and rides away into the sun and on that hog. But, and I, so when Dolores was going through her reading and they talked about the physical thing that she needs to get checked and her grandparents and then David, and then finally bringing up the dog. I think 
it wasn't that the dog, I mean, she did care about that dog. And that's not what I'm saying. I, I think it was the culmination of all of those things that like the dog thing is probably something that like definitely the medium would not, there's no way she could know. And so I think that was just like, it, it all hit Dolores at once. Like, Oh my God, like I'm actually being talked to like through her. Yeah. The soulmate thing though. I mean, she knows it. I don't think that's why she, she was cried. Phased. No. She was not phased. Cause she knows deep down. It's not no, going to happen. David Slenderman, get him out of here. <laughs> but the dog thing did kind of kill me because she was like, I sleep with his ashes every night. That, oh, my God. That was wild. That was fucking wild. I totally forgot about that. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, yeah, so it was it was funny. But I think, again, it was the oh culmination gosh. of all of those revelations. That's a million dollar idea. And if someone steals it from me off this podcast, I will come for you because I'm trademarking it right here on the podcast. You can make a stuffed animal of your dog and have the ashes inserted into it. Okay, I'm almost positive that that's a thing. Okay, if the taxidermy the pet and then no, put... No, no, you don't taxidermy the or, pet. Or, I mean... It's like a beanie baby. I, I am I am sure that someone out there, God bless them, has figured this out already. Because, like, people put them in jewelry. People put them in all kinds of stuff. I'm just saying. I mean, fine. Jump on it if you wish. But I feel like someone's already thought of that. Like, a stuff that makes sense to me. I mean, I feel like... Because I can't think of her, like, with an urn of, like, this <laughs> big old dog. Her with an urn just In the nuzzled. bed. Just like, oh, my little puppy. And the Teresa of it all, I, I, you know, that I love that she got to hear from her parents and that we got the validation that she is in fact dating someone. Okay. Have you heard all the drama that's coming out with her man though? Yeah. He's in trouble with the law because he harassed a police officer when he got pulled over. Oh, not only that. So evidently like there was some like road rage issue that he had. Yes. But also more stuff came out that he's like a sex addict. And he, like, harassed the women that he was with before to the point of, like, where they were, like, scared. Like, Teresa! He has, like, he has to have sex, like, four times a day. And That's why she knows all this stuff about sex and about Because yeah. he's probably said, like, eat this and do this. and Yeah. Oh, what is wrong with her? She loves... Oh, my she God. The, oh. Dolores needs to do a full background check on all of Teresa's potential mates. I mean, let's be real. Dolores is not a picker either. No, but Dolores is, like... A hard ass and an investigative reporter. And remember, she says like, "I don't do for I I do for other people, but I won't do for myself, including get mammograms." I think that Dolores would be like a really intense investigative journalist and reporter about Teresa's men if Teresa asked her to be. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how. Well, I mean, we're gonna see Louis coming up. Yeah, and Melissa. I mean, the five year anniversary was telegraphed through the the medium that she got validated that she should just keep going in the direction she's going yeah. to, that she's not, you know, Gino's going to be a, a wrestling star yeah. state champ. Oh my God. How cute was that? <laughs> I thought that was adorable. You're raising a state champ. <laughs> oh my God. Give me the tissues. <laughs> my dad's with me. Oh my God. Give me the tissues. It was the me. She's a real deal. I, I, I want to go see Gina Marie. I put my stamp of approval on that. one. I, I think get, Teresa, give me the number. I'm ready to go. I will travel to Jersey. I'll do even a phone session. I feel like, she can just read. She just would know. She would just be like, so let's talk. I mean, when I, we've both gone to mediums before. We've actually been to the same medium who is incredible. Phenomenal. Incredible. And I know who my spiritual guides are. They've been with me and I have a lot of like light surrounding me. I've got a lot of spiritual guides. I guess I'm just glowing um, with goodness and light, but I want to see what Jean Marie has to say. Cause I feel like she can, she can harness it a little bit more and can, and I mean, I'm sure she did a little bit of research before on the women, but like, 
they knew stuff that like Jackie was like, she would have no idea about Esther. Like, and she knew. So, I mean, I call, I'm, I'm ready to call Gina Marie. I thought it was great. I, I thought lo- it was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. And I liked all the psychics on all of our shows today or uh, this week. And I mean, yeah, it was a light week, but I'm very excited for Beverly Hills. I'm very excited for New York. I'm very excited for Family Karma season two. Me too. And I mean, next week we have the season finale of Atlanta. It's going to be spicy. We've got, you know, stuff's going to get start popping off again on Jersey. I, did we meet Luis next? Luis. Louis. What's his name? I can't remember. I he wasn't in the preview. But we see Marge and Jen go off uh, on the yacht. And then Teresa has a little bit of a meltdown wherever they are. Uh, I think maybe for Jackie's birthday. Yeah. Well, um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Dallas looks boring like as shit. <laughs> <laughs> they need a, they, Dallas, not as, not as much as Orange County, but Dallas needs a reboot and a rebrand. Yeah. They also said there's, they're saying at the reunion, something happens that's never happened in the reunion, a reunion before. Part of me thinks half of it's going to be in person, half of it's going to be virtual because Carrie got COVID, and then Brandy. Oh, she did, did yeah, she? She got COVID, was tested positive when she got to New York, so she brought it to New York, and then Brandy also had, I guess, had to be quarantined because she's next to Carrie on the plane. So I don't think they're going to be at the reunion. The two people who really need to be at the reunion can well, click off of Zoom. I mean, hopefully they're on their way out anyway. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll. I mean, Stephanie did like a really weird like. Uh, she did a really weird Instagram post about like, thank you for the five years that we've had on the show Dallas. And part of me thinks they might, there's also rumors swirling that they might just cancel Dallas at the reunion and say like, it's done. Oh, maybe I wouldn't mind. Honestly, married to medicine, Dallas, Dallas with Tiffany moon and to, and be, to be determined. And Cam can just be her patient with her scorpion stings and yeah. D- d- making sure I wish the court off. was a doctor. I, it's not too late. Yeah. He could become like a physician's assistant or like a nurse. Yeah. Oh my God. If Cam was a nurse, I would love that. She'd be a great, she'd nurse. be a great nurse. Oh my God. I mean, us hating Cam at the beginning of the season. I'd be like, give her everything. I mean, again, though, when like compared to all the other ladies on the, on the city, I, I, I can't just love Tiffany and that's, you know, so Deandra and Cam, I kind of got to raise them up too. Raise you up to take over Dallas. Okay, let's wrap this up. up. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll, we'll, don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> that was my American Idol audition for you. Okay. Well, Paula and Katie and... um, Oh, my God. Well, it's Lionel, Katie, Lionel. and Luke Bryan. No, Luke but Bryan got COVID, COVID. So it's Paula. Yeah. Yes. I, I know. I, I follow Paula very closely. Oh, okay. I love Ms. Abdul. <laughs> So if you like us, make sure you write, like and rate and subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iTunes. You almost had it. <laughs> if you're on social media, you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? I thought I was. I literally felt possessed by the devil for a second because I thought I was like speaking in tongues. I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm saying all of them. And then I just stalled. You, like, you I get to need Google. to believe in yourself. I know. Oh, that was funny. All right. So on Instagram, <laughs> in case they don't know. What our Instagram is. It's hot and bravo. That's at H O T in B R A V O D. And a special thing that we're going to let you know, we have a new additional podcast series. That's going to be on this hot and bravo. Obviously you're going to get your weekly recaps. We're going to have additional episodes that are going to be very special premiering in 
May. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for what that's going to be. We'll do a big major announcement when it does come out. But we may have uh, some friends join us every once in a while. Yay, I'm excited. So again, make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, wherever you're listening. And we will see y'all next time. Bye.